0: Sometimes we struggle to believe we'll experience anything new each Advent season. What could we possibly learn that we haven't heard or seen before? But the season of Advent is a journey, and no journey is ever the same. This Advent at Second Presbyterian Church, we invite you to consider new ways of connecting to this ancient and beautiful story, a story that somehow simultaneously deals with the past, present, and future. Beginning November 27th and through Christmas Day, we will offer a sermon series titled, While We Are Waiting. Come with your questions and real-life struggles as we encounter the Holy in our waiting. Let us pray. Amid much confusion, certain signs of the world leading away from you, We seek your truth, O God. Open our hearts to the wonders of your work and the wisdom of your word. Amen. As George mentioned, today is the first Sunday of Advent, and we begin our sermon series while we are waiting, as we consider what unexpected newness we may encounter, we may find as we journey once again through the season of Advent. We will wait and repent. We will wait and prepare. Wait and watch. Wait and seek. And come Christmas Eve, we will wait and find and welcome. So today we will consider our waiting and repentance. Our passage for today comes to us from Matthew chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. Listen now for God's word. Now John wore clothing of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then the people of Jerusalem and all Judea were going out to him, and all the region along the Jordan, and they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be be to God. We have entered into a new church year. If you didn't know it, I've said it a couple times already, I think. Today is New Year's Day in the life of the church. Advent is its beginning. The pyramids have been changed from green to purple. We have transitioned from one season to the next. Thanksgiving has passed. The college football regular season is over. And I must say, go Gamecocks. Boxes are being brought up from basements or brought down from attics that are jam-packed with garland, lights, ornaments. Party invitations are being sent out. Calendars are filling up with get-togethers, drop-ins, parties, family functions. There's lots to do before we hit the date we are all waiting for, the day we long for that brings goodness and cheer. So haul out the holly, deck the halls, hang the stockings, make your to-do list, and check it twice. Hurry, because Christmas is right around the corner. Now, forget all of that. Forget all the manufactured tis-the-season stuff that calls us into busyness that calls us to accumulate and consume. Forget the perfection our culture expects of us in this season. Forget the happy expectation that leads us to celebrate something that once happened. Instead, slow down and get ready for something that has not yet happened. That is the agenda of the entire Advent season. The word Advent means arrival and coming. The season of Advent is a season of waiting, of anticipation as we long for the arrival and the coming of the Lord. Waiting. Did any of you brave a supermarket or grocery store on Wednesday of last week? Or brave the the malls on Friday? Did any of you forget the cranberry sauce or the gravy mix or that one essential ingredient that tied together the entire Thanksgiving meal so you had to run out and go grab it? If you did, I bet you know a thing or two about waiting. And I don't know about you, but I am not the most patient person. I have a hard time waiting. And to be honest, sometimes in the grocery store, I try to take things into my own hands by going through the self-checkout line. And too often, that backfires. Please place the item you just scanned in the bagging area. Then proceed to scan the next item, please. Beep, beep, beep. Please wait. An associate is on its way. And heaven forbid you run out to get a bottle of wine or something. ID check required. Help is on the way. And you look around, and no one is in sight. The frustration in that waiting. But that is not the waiting Advent calls us into. The waiting Advent calls us into is one of hopeful anticipation. Advent waiting is not only to celebrate something that had happened already. Yes, we are to celebrate the incarnate birth. But we now wait for something different. We are waiting for the coming of the Lord in a way that we have not yet seen. We wait for something we have not seen experienced before. In the words of the great preacher, Peter Gomes, Advent is not Christmas. Advent is not Christmas, but judgment. Not cheap, synthetic joy, but divine and ultimate justice. With the singular focus on something that happened long ago, Christmas belongs to the world, Gomes says. The church no longer has a hold of it. But Advent and its expectations, its call for patience, its earnest waiting, that belongs to us. Advent places us between two promises, between Christ's birth and Christ's return, between the incarnation and the second coming. And it is meant to invigorate our yearnings for fulfillment once again. To consider how we might join God in the movement toward a world that is more like the realm of God. The impossible realities that we as Christians are meant to believe. Light overcoming darkness. Hope prevailing over despair. Peace overpowering might. Meekness inheriting the earth. These truths draw us into hopeful expectation of things yet fully experienced. This is the waiting of Advent, an attentive waiting, an active waiting of spiritual movement that takes us to and beyond the birth of Jesus to a new expectancy of God's beloved community. If any of you have read C.S. Lewis, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, or even seen the movie, you can think of John the Baptist like the beavers. The beavers tell the Pivensi children that Aslan, the great lion and Christ figure of the book, is on the move. In other words, get ready. Something is up. The prophecies are coming true. The moment we have been waiting for is here. The anticipation is over. Change, finally, change is upon us. Get ready. And John the Baptist bursts onto the scene in Matthew's gospel to proclaim, God is on the move. This message had echoed through Jewish life for generations long before John spoke these words. First uttered in Isaiah 40, in the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. This message that God would come to forgive, to rescue Israel from exile, to finally restore God's people and the world, was the great message of hope for Israel. It speaks again today. So what hope do these words bring to you? What is your hoped for reality this Advent season? What do you hope this Christmas will be like? What is your hope for yourself, for your family, for this church, for the world? John's message declares that the promises are coming true. The Messiah, the anointed King is coming. And there is an urgency in his declaration. Get ready, it's happening now. And you can boil his instructions down to one word. Repent. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This message out in the wilderness from this rugged person, this message caught people's attention. They sat up and took notice, but they weren't ready. The people, even the devout Jews of the time, knew in their bones they were not ready for God's return. So they rushed out to the river Jordan to hear John's preaching and to be baptized by him. The people confessed their sins as John plunged them into the water, and it was the same water that thousands of years earlier the children of Israel crossed when they first entered the promised land. And they now emerge once more from that water, in hope of a greater conquest, one where God will defeat the power of sin and evil for good. Yet going through the motions of baptism was not enough. It's never enough. John's proclamation was for repentance. To repent is to turn, to have a dramatic change of mind and heart that takes a new direction, a new orientation that drives your life. Ultimately, to turn away from sin and evil and turn your life back to God. In 2016, Jeep came out with a great commercial to introduce their new Jeep Compass. It is titled, Recalculating. The commercial opens with a man walking down a busy city street, and the people around him are all entering into tall business buildings. A generic GPS voice comes over and says, In 30 feet, turn left. Left would take the man into one of those tall buildings just like everyone else. He looks down, then back up, and with a smile, continues right, recalculating. The commercial continues with various scenes of people going through moments of life. A couple find out they are pregnant, recalculating. A man is on one knee proposing, recalculating. A person carries boxes out of an office space, recalculating. A couple carries boxes into an empty house, recalculating. A person driving in the woods sees a bear in the rearview mirror recalculating. The commercial ends with a family on top of a mountain at sunset, of course standing beside the all-new 2017 Jeep Compass. And the GPS voice says, Love, hope, happiness. Whatever your destination, there's a million beautiful, ever-changing ways to get there. Well, I think we all know that a new Jeep compass won't ultimately get you to love, hope, and happiness. But if your destination is the kingdom of God, John the Baptist may be the voice on your GPS who is calling out from the wilderness, repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. And we know as Christians, there's only one way to get there. John's message for repentance comes out of the wilderness, calling us to prepare the way of the Lord in the desert places of our hearts. John's message for repentance is about recalculating, reorienting our lives to change direction, to take a different path, to turn from sin and evil back toward God, and in a minute, we will stay seated to sing the refrain of hymn number 89 For you, O Lord, my soul in stillness waits. And I want you to consider what wilderness this message of repentance is calling out from in your own heart. From where is God speaking to you this day? Beloved, as we journey through this season of Advent, a time of waiting between two promises, repentance is the first turn. And if our hoped-for destination is a place of divine restoration, a place of peace, love, and justice, then we will have to navigate the wilderness of the world and the wilderness of our own hearts as we wait in hope for the Lord, praying, come, O come, Emmanuel. Amen. Second Presbyterian. Finding direction by following Jesus.